there's some weirdness about being like a public person when you're a teenager and then transitioning into adulthood with this childhood success, especially yeah. if it doesn't continue, which <laughs> was some of my time was like, where's this childhood? Where's the success that I feel I had and lost? Um, I mean, I know yeah. a lot of realtors that were, you know, child actors. No, for real, yeah. for real. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. the path, right? It's, it's child actor to realtor. To realtor, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's <laughs> Man of the year, man of the year, man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Matt Ritter. I'm Aaron Cairo. Aaron, I was last night in my kitchen and Jess and the baby were not around. So of course, what did I do? I blasted 90s alt rock. <laughs> you know why I do that? Because it makes me feel good. Jess was like, you know, you have to make sure you're doing stuff that makes you feel good. You know, like we're doing everything about the baby. And I just realized that I always feel good when I'm listening to a certain kind of music from my childhood or like anytime Beverly Hills Cop or Major League comes on, I get this certain feeling. And, and we've been doing this podcast about friendship and about this amazing group of friends that we have since childhood and it hit me. The way that I feel about these music and these movies is also the way I feel about my friends from childhood. Like I automatically have this baked in incredible feeling anytime I see them, hear from them, get texted by them even, you know, just even like a text from a childhood friend makes me feel like this special, there's something special. It takes you it. back. Yeah. It takes you back. Like when you hear a song yeah. from high school. Yeah. Just like takes you to that, whatever that formative, good feeling phase of life is, it sticks with you forever. You know what my sort of uh, song that takes me back? Remember that song, Freshman? Yeah. Oh, Verve? Verve? Life was it the me. Verve pipe or the Verve? I don't know. You have to look it up. Yeah, because I think that was the Verve pipe, but then there was a band called well, the Verve. Verve was the one that did that song that they got no royalties for because the beat was just taken exactly from the Rolling Stones or something. Bittersweet Symphony? Yes, Bittersweet Symphony. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was Rolling Stones. Though. I, okay. We'll have to get Theo on that as well. Okay. But The Verve pipe. Oh, Verve pipe. Wow. Mm. You didn't want to save that you for save Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> but I, were you in that? Because we, we would... Drive in high school yeah. and blast that freshman song. Oh, yeah. Oh, that song. Yeah. People our age. I bet you nobody. Theo, do you even know that song? I've never heard of that song or The Freshman. The Freshman. No, we're talking about The Freshman. Yeah. What, what song are you talking about? Bittersweet Symphony? Symphony? Well, I thought, oh, The Freshman's the song. I yeah. have not heard of the song, The Freshman, or the band, The Verve Pipe. Hell yeah. Okay. But you have, you have heard of their song. I mean, they were Symphony. really a one hit, two hit, three hit wonder, Max. Yeah. Everyone's heard Bittersweet yes. Symphony. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that's really apropos for our guest today, the great Devin Werkheiser, who is a former child star, one facet, that's one facet of personality. He was on Ned's Declassified mm. on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So for a certain like producer, Theo, he was like, oh, I have very strong feelings. Yeah. He wanted to, he was like, I got to come in early for this. I got to get his autograph. Even though he did it virtually. Yeah. I mean, they're going to see I felt bad too. for Theo. Yes. Like, what are you going to get on the yes. riverside and get his autograph? And it was interesting that when people see him, they get that feeling back to their yeah. childhood. Yeah, which was interesting from talking to him about how to react to that. Yeah, and, and how he you know manages his friendships and how he meets his fans. So Devin has two amazing podcasts. One is called Growing Up With Devin, which actually we're going to be guests on. Yeah, we are. Uh, another is Ned's Declassify, where he's, he's doing a rewatch. We're not going to be on that one. We're not going to be on that <laughs> one. Um, but, uh, but let's hear from Devin and let's come back to the other side. 
Devin, what's up, my man? What's up, Caro? How <laughs> are up? you, man? Uh, good Hi, to see Matt. you. Good to see you. I love this introduction. Uh, Devin, I have to also apologize. This, this is funny. Like, I ran into you at a party a couple weeks ago, and he had just shaved. And I only know him with a beard. And I was mm. like, hey, I'm Aaron. He goes, dude, it's Devin. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's like, we were just in D.C., man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, so awkward. But I'm, I'm a, as Matt knows, I'm an over-introducer, so I will introduce myself if I think there's a 1% chance someone doesn't know you. I think that's great. Yeah, he's it's like, good. hi, I'm Aaron. And she's like, yeah, I'm your mother. I'm your mom. <laughs> <laughs> we know each other. We're acquainted. I prefer uh, a little over-introducing because yes. sometimes yes. I'm bad with names. I'd rather someone just be like, just give it to me. Just give it to me again. Yeah. We've talked a lot about this on the pod of like, you just, then you walk around with like this awkward, not knowing somebody's name. It's like, fuck. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a better mode of operation. Hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Devin, the, the impetus for our entire pod is that me and Matt are part of the world's greatest friendship tradition. Uh, me, Matt and seven other guys, we've all been buddies since fourth or fifth grade. Uh, wow. And every year on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we all gather at Peter Luger Steakhouse in Brooklyn and we vote on which guy had the best year. Um, and uh, the winner wins our Man of the Year trophy. It's this giant, like, Stanley Cup size trophy. You get your name engraved on it. You keep the trophy for the rest of the year. Um, and that's why we call ourselves the champions of friendship because we are championing friendship and we literally crown a champion every year. Uh, and it's I was amazing. Just, uh, I was just curious, like, you and your buddies. Do you have any rituals, traditions, trips, like annual, weekly, monthly that keeps mm. you guys together? Um, it's changed over the years. I'm so impressed at your guys' like ability to keep this one tradition alive. And I think um, there's so much to be said for that. Like that's such a grounding cycle to hit every November. Here's the friends. <laughs> Everyone acknowledging each other for how they did this year. I'm sure everyone giving each other shit for things they messed up this year. Like, that's so healthy and cool, I think, to have this one tradition. Mine has changed over the years, but there is always an impetus to get each other together. So, I mean, for a while, to be honest, it was Burning Man. <laughs> okay. Um, we did a lot of my friends. We did that for many years together. It's been some years since I've been. Um... Before that, yeah, it was like music festivals. Um, these days, oh, we actually do. It's been a while. The pandemic kind of changed all the all the traditions we had, and and things are still kind of coming back together since. But we, me and my close friends, we we do something called the artist retreat. We try and do it twice a year if we can, which is just getting. 10 to 15 of us together in an Airbnb somewhere pretty um, and just spending three days connecting and creating together. Everyone I know is some form of an artist and we all get so busy in our own lives and in our own creations. Like these artist retreat weekends have always been like really nourishing for us to just go like connect and cook food together and like share music and maybe paint or do some arts and crafts or whatever dance like just get together and actually share days um because otherwise we're living that la creative artist life like i'll see you for a couple hours here a couple hours there did you see the traveling wilburys doc where the, they just get together and they record that whole album 
No, like, I need at, to watch that. It's at, I think it's at Bob Dylan's house in like yeah. Malibu or the Palisades or something. And it's yeah. just like, it just sounds like what you're talking about. Like just a bunch of artists getting together to create. And I just, I always find that so inspiring when I watch little clips of, of people doing that. That's why I guess I always love music docs. You always just see them like jamming or the it's, Beatles docs. You know, or Paul McCartney. Beatles doc was insane. Yeah, where he just, where he was just like, oh, The Arizona. fact that they have on camera him yeah. writing, get He was like, get back. back. He was like, oh, Arizona, what, what's the town in Arizona? You know, it was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, so I just was imagining you and your buddies doing that. And that's like, yeah, that's it's cool. It is kind of like that. Um, and it's, it's something that actually, because of the pandemic, we've been off our normal, like, making it happen. But the the call has been put out there by multiple friends that, like, in the coming months, someone's got to plan one of these. So, you, so you, you've got a good friend friend circle, it seems like, as it is. We also like to ask this to our guests, like, are you making new friends still? Like, are you like, oh, I'm good with the friends I have? And if so, when was the last time you made a new friend? Yeah, man. Friendship's such an interesting thing, especially... Well... <laughs> yeah, like, literally. Yeah. Um, Aaron, yeah. Fr- friendship's an interesting thing as we grow up. I know for a lot of people, like, they struggle... I know for my growing up podcast, like that podcast is a lot about just like things people are struggling with as adults and how we're all going through it together. And one of the main things people ask about is like, how do I make friends as an adult? So I understand there's a lot of people out there who are having trouble making friends at all. I'm in a different boat where like I've grown up with lots of friends my whole life and like it kind of changes over time, but at this point at 32 yeah i have an incredible multiple circles of friends um around the world but really in la right that's also comes from what i've done my whole life which is really dynamic as an actor i meet new people on a project every time and you don't you become friends with everyone but you don't become like homies with everyone but on each project i'll pick up one or two you know And over time, it just means I have this like weird circle that's like pretty broad. And so I have great close friends in my life. I have people in my life who I know will be in my life forever, even if I see them twice a year. Like these are my people who I love. And then still I'm picking up new friends. Uh, Aaron, we're now friends. I play beach volleyball in Venice uh, on the weekends and... I've met some new friends there just in the last couple of weeks. That's why my my fingers. Oh mm. shit! I, I I went ham and and my fingers a little little banged up. Um, dangerous, dangerous beach volleyball, you know. It's but like... but yeah, I've met new friends there that like came and hung out with me on July Fourth, and so I'm still picking up friends. Uh, Matt, you'd appreciate this. Uh, I saw Devin at a party a few weeks ago, and I I had the conversation with him like, hey, like. We're homies now. You can call me Cairo. Like, you don't have to call me Aaron anymore. But but I met you as Aaron, so it's yeah. still, you know? I know. I know. It's fine. It takes, yeah. it takes a little while. <laughs> so I got to ask, my perception and probably a lot of our audience perception of child actors mm-hmm. is that they're fucked up. You seem very, <laughs> you seem, wow, okay. You seem very not fucked up. What happened? I, I'm very not fucked up. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> how'd that happen? Uh, I mean, how'd you no, avoid all question. the pitfalls? Yeah, there are a ton of pitfalls and a ton of um, traps in in the child acting industry. Um, it depends on where you end up in the industry. And really, the biggest factor is going to be who your family and who your parents are. 
and I happen to have two very loving, uh, good parents. And uh, yeah, that's really what it takes is parents who are watching out for the pitfalls of the industry and steering you away from them to keep you normal, to keep you like a good person and keep you grounded. Um, there are what are called stage parents, which are the parents who want the career for the kid more than the kid. And what that does is blinds them to looking out for who should I keep my kid away from? Like a lot of these parents, because they want it so bad, they'll put their kid in some messed up situations mm. or even if the kid isn't in a dangerous situation because the parent wants it so bad, they're actually not checking in with their kid, their kid's feelings, their their kid is needing to perform even for the parent to get the parent's love, right? Because when they do good in the industry, that's what gives them their parent's love. And that's just going to create all sorts of identity issues. Like I had a very good version of the industry because of my parents and because of the show I ended up on. We have like the greatest show creator and showrunner, Scott Fellows. He's an amazing man. And like, so my experience on Nickelodeon was amazing. Um, but even me with the good experience of it, there's still hard parts about growing up a child actor just with your identity. Like there's some weirdness about being like a public person when you're a teenager and then transitioning into adulthood with this childhood success, especially yeah. if it doesn't continue, which <laughs> was some of my time was like, where's this childhood? Where's the success that I feel I had and lost? Um, I mean, I know yeah. a lot of realtors that were, you know, child actors. Uh, for you know, real. You know, I, I know, know a lot real, of child real, actors real. who are realtors now. For real, yeah. for real. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the path, right? It's, it's child actor to realtor. To realtor, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> the, if it doesn't work out, that's the other way. Dude, absolutely. Uh, so I guess the question here, you, you kind of let in. Also, I've got, there's an open house uh, in Harvista <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you guys about. <laughs> If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> it does lead into my, my question of, of this, you know, you're, you're talking about how do you navigate life as a child actor transitioning into adulthood, you know, our podcast is about friendship. So how do you navigate friendships with non celebrity for like, how do you kind of like, yeah, civilians. Yeah. I, man, I love, I love my non actor friends and I love my actor friends. Like there, you know, there's different things like my actor friends can understand like a very big part of my life um and i think that's great and important um my non-actor friends don't have any of those neuroses <laughs> and like those struggles and i love that too um 
the important thing for any friend in my life to know is like, I, I might love you and I might only see you twice a year. Like my life is kind of all over the place, especially with the two podcasts now and then travel and then I'll book a job and go film for a month and like I make music as well. So like just with everything I'm doing and I feel this is actually a thing for a lot of adults is like in adulthood, it's it's way that's why it's harder to make friends in adulthood is all of us have less time to just be socializing. When I was a teenager or even early 20s, like I could hang out a lot. Now, like truly, some of my favorite people in the world I might not see for six months because we're both busy. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing to navigate in my adult friendships is how little time I get to see them. And so I guess the important thing is when we're spending time, making sure it's good, like making sure we're having a good time. What is the sort of uh, uh, age band of like the diehard Ned fans now? Uh, it's it's like down the low end is like 18, which surprises me when 18 year olds know the show because yeah. it was out so long ago. But 18 to like 34 is the. So if you like walk into a bar or something and there's like a bunch of 30 year olds, like what is your percentage of like, they know what's up? Depends, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's like sometimes nothing. Yeah. And then sometimes they all know it. Um, so I, yeah, but it, I know, I know if there's a particular age range, like the chances are there, you know? Yeah. Look at that fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking guy. That's the fucking guy. Yeah. You start to see the like double takes and triple takes yeah. and then the phones coming out. You see uh -huh. them Googling. Uh -huh. Is it, is it, is it? Um, that's funny. With, I've never pictured that. Like, so you see yeah. somebody looking at you like this. It's like this. Yeah. Looking at their phone. Up, down. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's always a funny thing. It's like, and then and then I'm waiting for like when uh -huh. when they're gonna for sure decide yeah. that it's me, and yeah. and if they're gonna decide to say something right. or not. Yeah. So I, I mean, you've got to have some good fan stories. I mean, I tried to get some of them out of you when I saw you last, like ladies or not, whatever you feel comfortable with, like funny shit. People just do crazy shit around you. I don't know. I mean, look. My show, my show is a lovely show. Ned's was, Ned's was beautiful. Ned's was really had yeah, this yeah, heart yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So no, so truly, so 99% of the fan interactions are people like I hit them in the childhood. So like it's them feeling this crazy, like nostalgia throwback, like love for me, but love for me when they were a kid. So there's like, really this like beautiful the thing i get the most is like you were my childhood or you got me through childhood and i love you like it's so much positivity and love that i get so that's a beautiful thing um what has happened weird i mean sometimes people are just weird sometimes people are like so shaky nervous that they can't even talk and i just try and be like hey let's take a photo and like okay go away now like um <laughs> And then, and then, I mean, I'll share, like, there's only been a handful of times where, like, I was maybe at a music festival, and, uh, yeah, there was, there was one time I was, like, waiting for Sigur Rós to play, this incredible Icelandic band, and 
I was like very close to the front and to be honest, I was uh, coming up on some mushrooms and, <laughs> and like, you know, the transition from not being on mushrooms to on mushrooms, that's the funkiest time. It's just that hour where you're not on it yet, but you're transitioning and it's, things are a little weird, right? And we're smashed in the front of this crowd waiting for the band to start and like the four people like right in front of me turn around and realize I'm Ned and man most of the time I I love interacting with fans like it's all good I'm fine let's take photos but these people turn around and are like oh shit are you Ned and I like can't even form fucking words man and my buddy's with me and he just like put his arm around me and he was like yeah yeah not right now <laughs> they were like wait is, is ned mentally is, challenged is ned? <laughs> oh my god ned's special needs i didn't know <laughs> no they they probably knew they got it, it. they're asking they're, at they're like man. They're oh ned's kidding. tripping yeah they're like we're tripping with ned Yo. yeah yeah that was the only time where like i'm actually like oh fuck <laughs> not now please yeah. please yeah. not now have you dated uh, any fans I mean, for like, one night. <laughs> Damn it, Aaron. <laughs> we can cut this if you want. We can cut it. I, I have no shame. Um, okay. I haven't dated like I haven't dated like specifically a fan who has come up and been like, "Hi, I'm a fan," and I'm like, "Let's date." Um, <laughs> have I dated women who know Neds and like maybe were kind of low-key about their fanness yes it's called yes. it's called getting yoko you just didn't know that it was happening <laughs> yeah. like, yoko yes. pretended she didn't know who the beatles were Meanwhile, exactly she, she had tried to date paul mccartney before that exactly i've been yokoed like, yeah you got yoko yes i've dated women who like were fans but not like didn't have oh ned God, tattoo ned? nobody yeah, with yeah. a ned tattoo yeah <laughs> that was great um thank you so much yeah thank you buddy this was awesome you're the man thank you guys so great guy, great winning personality, which is why he's such a great actor. Um, and, you know, Nedzy Classified wasn't really our, it was 2003, 2007. Yeah. So we were a little bit too old. A little? <laughs> <laughs> well, 2003, we were, oh, we were 24. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, a generation. Yeah, but I love that there, to, to some people, when they see yeah. him, like, takes him right back. Yeah. Who is that for you? Who's our Nedzy Classified? I, I, that's... Like on TV? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you for me, like yeah. it would kind of like really freak me out if I was like, yeah. oh, man, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, 90210. 90210. Also, well, both. Say by the Bell. Both, and then she was on 90210. The original? Came on a little later. Okay, I didn't even think I knew that. Yeah. God, I, that, that's an interesting question because like I feel like I liked a lot of Nickelodeon, like I, you can't do that on television. Mm. We got slime yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. I don't that. know who those people were. Also, I met one of my childhood heroes. I was I was friends with Mark Summers. Oh yeah, the Double Dare. Oh, weren't Double you Dare. do a show with him? We were developing an unscripted show. We became buddies. He took me to a Yankees, Red Sox playoff game at Fenway. So I was still living in New York. What was the show? Was it like Precursor to Jackass or something? I think it was, <laughs> I think it was, Wow, because you know don't me. Even remember you, that? That's what you got just, it on the spreadsheet. I've got it. If I looked it up in the spreadsheet, wow, it's very rare to forget like a problem. Yeah, in our business, you forget you work on so much stuff. But then we actually he emailed me like mm. a month or two ago. I was just thinking, shout out to Londy for hooking us up with Mister Belding. You mean Fireball Adam? Fireball Adam. Oh yeah, we met Mister Mister Belding. Belding. That was 
like surreal. He, he brought him to your bachelor party. No. Yes. No, I, brought brought him, I brought him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to, to Fire Adams, Adams bachelor party. party. Yeah. And he got a standing ovation as he golf carted away from the bar. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Forget yeah. about that. That was great. He signed autographs. Yeah. Did he fly him there? I flew him. No, you yeah. flew him? Yeah, I flew him. I paid for the whole thing. You flew Mr. Belding from Belding. L.A.? I paid Mr. Belding to be at Fireball Adams wow, Bachelor Party. all that yeah. for an hour appearance for yeah. 20 minutes? And he doesn't drink. That's when you were burning a little bit more money in those days. Yeah, I was bur burning too burning, much. You were burning, too much it, of that, podcast burning money. that money from both ends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So I also think we should just chat uh, about childhood friends, which yeah. we are to each other, which is that sometimes I you can kind of, you've talked about this a lot, get pigeonholed if yeah. you were one way in third grade. And like we say in this pod, friends are there to help you grow, not change. Yeah, I'm trying not to be crazy mad anymore. But you gotta, you gotta let them grow. I totally agree. I think that was, you know, why it was cool having him on. You know, this just this like, people just are gonna see you a certain way. No, it's very hard. No matter what, your childhood friends, for better or worse, are gonna see you the way you were. Yeah. The way they've known you, and it is a challenge of friendship to give people the space to, to grow. I loved what you, you said to him. You were like, how come you're not a fucked up child yeah. star? Because he does a really good head on his shoulders. Yeah, and most of those kids are, I don't even know if they're yeah, around. They got, they got face tattoos. Yeah. He said good parents. Yeah, good parents. Good yeah. parents will go a long way. That, that's what it comes down to, to for everything, for, for yeah. our friendships. And, and what do you think about like the childhood friend who never sort of grew up? Do we I have mean, any of those? Am I it? Fuck. No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're to the extent, <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Am I the Peter Pan of the no, group? No, you're not. I mean, well, you know, yeah. I do well, like, I do like tights at the gym. Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you are. You are. <sighs> um, I'm grown up. <laughs> no, you have, you have to listen. But that's the thing, right? Like we want to, <sighs> it's tough. I think this is the hardest thing about our podcast and our own friendships. Like we have this incredible circle, but I do feel on some level, I, I feel like the biggest challenge is getting your family and your closest childhood friends to see you the way you want to be seen as an adult. Is there some uh, analogy to your parents always to see you as their little kid? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your yeah. friends yeah. and your, you know, your friends from childhood and your parents, I just think one of the biggest struggles is getting them to see you as a fully fledged adult. And it always feels like an ongoing battle. Do you think having a kid has changed your relationship with your mom? Because now you're like a real... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you, once you become a parent, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, now I'm a grown up. Like, yeah. now I'm a yeah, grown up. Yeah. 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 At 44. Yeah. Like, yesterday I wasn't a grown up. Now I'm a grown up. Do you have a better appreciation for your parents? Yes. And I'm asking my mom a lot of questions that I never even thought to ask. I'm like, what do you, like, what, 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 what do you remember about me? Like, they hit you with it? a belt. And that was yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. You do, you do want to know about your own childhood in, in like real detail. And they don't remember anything. Really? It's hard. My mom had three in three years. Yeah. She's like, I, I don't know. You I was triplets. All. I was yeah. forget about that. She's like, you guys are all mush in there. Yeah. All right. So what do we learn today? Well, I learned, maybe this is a PSA for the civilians out there when you run into celebrities like Aaron and I, you know, sometimes we may just be acting weird because we're on mushrooms. <laughs> maybe not me because I don't do drugs, but somebody. Uh, I've definitely met many fans very drunk and they're like, this guy's a jerk. Um, sorry if that was you. Um, I also loved when he called out his buddy who's like dating a girl now mm. and kind of was like not around. I mean, he was joking, but like, I think because being on both sides of that, like you got to let the guy who has a new girlfriend, you got to give him a little yeah. bit of. What is that? What is the good time, time range of grace period? Six months? 
Six months feels where they go under plenty. Yeah, plenty. Right. It feels like if it's a year and you've been under that no. rock, like come on, dude. No, you got to come out. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, and, and and on the other hand, double date, reach out, yeah. hang out, hang out to three of you. Right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I think that's a good message for friends. Like if you're starting a new relationship, you want to put all your energy into that. I agree. Like that first six months, you got that grace period, but check in with your friends. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see what we messed up. This is erroneous, erroneous with, with Thelonious. This one got confusing with the verb and the verb. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are two different bands. Yes. With no relation. Yep. Yes. And the verb sings Bittersweet Symphony. Right. That was the bigger one. Band. Yeah. But they got no royalties because they stole right. the whole thing. Yeah. The verb type yes. sings the freshman. Yes. Right. Yes. Which one was bigger? The verb, ver, Bittersweet Symphony band. Yeah, that's a bigger. massive song. Yeah. But, I mean, they that's got a no, huge but they made song. no money from it. All right. So maybe the verb type did better. Yeah. Maybe, one hit. Maybe. Okay. And then Tiffany Amber Thiessen. You never what? heard of that of her? No, absolutely not. Sweet. But do, are you attracted to her from looking at the photos? That's not. That's not put Theo on the spot. Yeah, let's put him on the spot. Yeah, you know she's solid for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Solid. I'm, many of our first experiences. Thoughts. Many of our yeah. first <laughs> thoughts are, are naughty thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in fact on nine hundred two one zero season nine. Yeah. Wow. As Valerie. Valerie, baby. Wow. Came yeah. in. All right. Uh, Theo's taking another look. Yeah, I'm, I'm diving a little deeper on Tiffany here. Yeah, I mean, and, you can't, you know. well, the more you look at Tiffany, the more she's going to grow on you. Yeah, so no, I'm you liking s- what I'm seeing. Why did you say I had a lisp? Because Tiffany. You were like Tiffany Amber season. <laughs> she does have a couple of S's unnecessarily. Yeah, she's a weird There's name. A lot of, she's yeah. a weird name. Yeah, it was even harder to find it after whatever mm. you had said. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's our show. Guys, if you are not watching the pod on YouTube, watch it now. It's free and you get to see Matt's crazy faces. <laughs> Remember, be good to yourself, be good to your friends. Love you, buddy. buddy.